guys and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Girl Finance Podcast. I'm your host Selena. We are creating a community of unapologetic, ambitious, money-minded women and this week I have a special guest. Her name is Radish Myers and she is the founder of the financial coaching platform called Money Heath and she has a wealth of uh, knowledge and experience working in the finance sector. So I'm glad to have her on today to pick her brains, ask her what that was like um, and also to give you lots of hints and tips around money management. So, Manish, happy to have you on the show today. Why don't you introduce yourself? So, hi, Manish. Thanks for joining us today. Um, no worries. Us, yeah, if you can tell <laughs> us a bit about yourself and Money Heath. Hi, thank you, Selena, so much for having me. Um, yeah, so my name is Ranish Myers, and I'm the founder of Money Heath. Um, which is a financial coaching service where we help time poor and stressed out professionals to uproot, repair and replant their finances. So I've been working in the world of finance for over 10 years now. I've worked with various organisations, including Netflix, uh, St Ives Group, CPM, just to name a few. Um, but I'm really passionate about empowering individuals to take control of their finances. And I absolutely love what I do, financial coaching, like yourself. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, you know, through our corporate workshop, one-to-one programs, we've been able to help, you know, hundreds of individuals to transform their finances and achieve their financial goals, which may include clearing debt, building up savings, uh, purchasing property, uh, it, you know creating additional streams of income but also looking at their their money mindset and, and you know sort of the blocks and, and and limiting beliefs that they may have so yeah it's really really exciting as I mentioned before I absolutely love it so pleasure to be here and yeah. um, hope to share with you all <laughs> amazing amazing what a resume you know Renish like myself is passionate about empowering people through finances um and you know she's got a wealth of experience that she can share with you guys so I'm really glad that you're on the show I wanted to talk about your experience of working as a black woman in finance Mm -hmm. um you know how have you found it what is it what has it been like with you you know have there been any challenges or has it been plain sailing um what's been your experience uh good good question actually I don't really get this question very often but um (laughs) For me, actually, I don't have, I've just always just take gone for the opportunity. So mm-hmm. I don't, um, I, I have pretty much always been the only black woman in the, the accounting department. I had one role uh, most recently when I worked in the film and TV industry where I, where I wasn't. My boss was actually a black woman, which was like, I was like, wow, so excited because yeah. <laughs> I hadn't ever worked with another black person, <laughs> yeah. which just sounds crazy. But um, I've, I've had to, to knock doors. I've had to put myself forward. And I, through changing uh, jobs, so not just staying at one particular organization, I've been able to progress in my career. So I initially started off Once I left university, um, I studied accounting and finance at university. Then I went on and became a commercial accountant. Uh, Yeah. So that was really exciting. Um, And I just put myself forward. Uh, I 
I was very clear and intentional with what I wanted to create for myself. So mm-hmm. I wanted a promotion. I wanted a pay rise. I wanted more responsibility. Uh, and so I would have these conversations with my boss, uh, my colleagues. I would always be like, can you show me this? Can you show me that kind of thing? Yeah. Quite very hungry mm-hmm. to learn. Yeah. I uh, mean, sorry, go on. Sorry to cut you. Go on. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'm finished. <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, you know, one of the ethoses of, of Black Girl Finance is creating a, a community of unapologetic and ambitious uh, money-minded women. And it sounds like you were just that, uh, you know, our personal conversations outside of this, outside mm-hmm. of today, you know, um, you know, I can clearly hear how, how ambitious you are. Um, and it's it's so in- inspiring to hear you talk about, you know, knocking down doors, putting yourself forward, asking for those pay rises, um, because I think we definitely, as females, we need to do more of that, certainly. Mm-hmm. And also for these organisations and industries to, to, you know, accept that and promote, um, you know, females and, 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 you know, people from diverse backgrounds more. Um, so, yeah, I mean... And do you have any tips for others who want to pursue a career in finance then? Mm-hmm. Although I think if they followed your steps, <laughs> they do well. But any tips at all? Uh, so, so, yeah, I will give some tips. But also, I just want to say that whilst I was doing all of that, knocking the doors and, you know, asking for the pay rise, I found it extremely uncomfortable. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there is no, it's not much growth in your comfort zone that's very true uh and so we have to do stuff that's uncomfortable there was no and this is why I love doing what I do because there's just some unknown rules (laughs) that exist that not everyone knows about and at the moment I'm very hot on you know we look at our expenses a lot but what about the income you know how can we create more how can we maximize our money with with what we have right now what can we do and one thing that I notice is that not everyone speaks up about their salary they just expect their boss to just give them a pay rise which doesn't happen Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah it doesn't happen very often don't get me wrong there are some organizations you know you get a yearly increase and Mm -hmm. so forth but 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 those yearly increases are so small aren't they very true yeah (laughs) very true and so it's about creating value and understanding what value you bring to the table so uh, a tip that I would do when I was working in the corporate world was anytime my boss would compliment me I'd make a note yeah absolutely (laughs) I would be collecting all these notes if they email me great job Renish yeah fantastic so that when it comes to me ready to want to progress or ready to you know uh, I remember one organization I worked at they would do like a yearly um, review so I was ready for that yearly review okay yeah I'm not just letting in them leave my review yeah absolutely. I'm leading my own review <laughs> I really really love that you said that because I, I gave a talk last week and one of the things I said was keeping a, a brag file you know just so that mm. you know when you do put yourself forward you, you you're not trying to go back and think what happened a year ago what did someone say you've got it all there ready and waiting mm. to use because sometimes when you go through these reviews um with businesses you know you can be ill prepared for it um because mm-hmm. it's you know maybe something that you think about once a year so if you are keeping notes and keeping track of all of those you know you know good feedback from customers good feedback from management good feedback from anywhere exactly. or moments mm-hmm. where you've you know gone above and beyond you know it's easy to to if you've made a note of it it's easy to to think of those examples and put them in your review and put yourself forward <laughs> um i don't oh. think we do that enough yeah I 100% agree with that. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Um, but I'd also add as well is, you know, don't be afraid of moving on as well. Like if you feel like the organization is not going in the direction that you want to go in you know don't feel that you have to stay there uh you know I I started off as a commercial accountant uh then I um I got promoted and then I left uh I I worked as a reporting accountant I was there for like six five to six months and Mm -hmm. people were like what are you going to leave already absolutely because it's not in alignment with me and when I left I actually got a role as a finance manager so by the age of 25 I was a finance manager so had I had stayed in my first opportunity I would have just oh you know this is how we do at our organization I'm not a stat (laughs) you know that's not how I operate so kind of doing things on your own terms and not listening to what your colleagues may say because sometimes they can have an influence on you oh they don't you know we don't do it like this around here okay doesn't mean you still can't put yourself forward so sometimes you may be an organization it's like oh we don't offer a pay rise you know you just kind of get what you're given yeah no that may be fine but I would still encourage that you find out for yourself yeah don't let no one tell you just ask yeah absolutely because it could be different in a different organization at the end of the day yeah absolutely exactly exactly. and not being afraid of hearing no Mm -hmm. as well (laughs) you know toughening that muscle because you know, when I think about the occasions where I did ask for a pay rise, on both occasions, they actually said to me no. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, afterwards, they then came back and said, oh, we've had to think about what you said. And actually, we will review it. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, good. you just have to do your part um, and and the rest will figure it out, you know. It, w- it would then be figured out. So that, yeah. that's what I would say. Yeah, no, I think you make some really, really valuable and good points. Um yeah, just put yourself forward, asking for it. You may not get told yes, but at least that employ, employer knows that you are thinking about it, that you're ambitious, you're driven, you want to, you know, you want to progress. You want to, you know, put yourself out there. I think, you know, if you mm-hmm. don't say anything, they won't know at all and they w- probably won't offer you a promotion, um, you know, unless you kind of stick yourself up, you know, out and just say, hey, I'm here, I really want this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So talking about your own kind of personal uh, money journey then, um, Renish, have you always been good at managing your own money? What's your experience and been, experience been like? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I thought you might just say, yes, I'm an accountant, but no, <laughs> you're human. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know what? My, my actual financial journey came to me when I was working in these organisations and I realised, you know, I'm so good at managing other people's money, but not very good at managing my own. And mm not really given a clear like oh this is the way you should do it kind of thing um so what I then just did was if I'm I kind of thought if I'm managing my company's finances the way I am I need to apply these principles that I'm using in the corporate world to my own finances mm-hmm. and that's where my journey started um and so I I started uh tracking I started budgeting same thing I would be doing in the corporate world and I would have review meetings with myself this month I did this you know you know I would compare what what money came in to and what money went out against what I had budgeted um and yeah I I treated my and I still do I treat my finances as it were a business um that's kind of my how I operate and sometimes you know life happens I don't you know I, I kind of sometimes get ahead of myself I think I can go two months without doing it yeah <laughs> and 
I just feel out of alignment when I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, I know when we, we talk about numbers and we talk about tracking and yeah, it's it's a lot. And it's something that a lot of us don't want to do. And I would admit sometimes I don't want to do it, mm-hmm. you know. But actually it's very important that we do understand where we are financially just as a business. Because if you imagine they didn't actually keep track of their finances uh they just they just spent whatever didn't look at their accounts or didn't review their their money what would happen you know they'd probably go into bankruptcy yeah. or, you know <laughs> <laughs> like suddenly yeah there's no money in the so, pot yeah so yeah that that's kind of how I perceive things and um, and how I operate yeah I mean I mean I'm glad you've just been completely honest and frank and I mean I think for a lot of people who perhaps work in finance there is that kind of realization that well you know I'm handling all of these clients clients money client money um, telling mm-hmm. them what they should be doing how about me um mm-hmm. so it's good that you apply you know your knowledge that you learn with helping you know big industries um to manage your own money that's super super important mm-hmm. um i also wanted to discuss today kind of black economics you know because i talk a lot mm-hmm. on the platform about you know the ethnicity pay gap um, i also talk about the gender pay gap but the ethnicity pay gap um you know i feel like it's kind of behind in terms of the gender pay gap you know there's already a gender pay gap reporting that's mandatory mm-hmm. um Actually, I was reading today that uh, David Cameron was, you know, at a conference and talking about um, that the ethnicity pay gap or the uh, racial um, pay gap, as it's called, um, sometimes called as well, should be mandatory, that the government should make it mandatory. Would you agree Mm -hmm. with that statement? Do you think, um, you know, reporting on pay gaps within organisations and businesses will help to close the, um, you know, ethnicity gap? race gap and I guess the racial wealth gap do you think it will have a, a benefit I really agree with with that and um, I'm really pleased that he has said that because it's so important that we know what the gap is yeah. because once we know what the gap is then we companies can start putting things into place um and there is a huge gap between ethnic minorities within the UK and especially for black women and I would like to know you know, what, what is it? What is the actual stats? What, what is the actual results? Yes, we know it exists, but, you know, we need some data to back this up yeah. um, more than what we have because there's not much reported on it. So it would be absolutely um, key for us to understand what the gaps are and then for companies to actually rectify it. Yeah. Um, because when you think of the average household, um, especially in the black home, is under 26k yeah when you compare that to our white counterparts in the uk their average household income is 42k mm-hmm. so that's a massive difference Absolutely. and you know the knock-on effect on that is you know there's very little money left over for individuals to save uh invest and even for their pension pots mm-hmm. um we talk about ownership uh you know black people are in the uk are the least owning race mm-hmm um so, so what does what does that mean you know and, and what you find especially you know especially with my clients and, and my family or friends you know black people have to take on two to three jobs just to make ends meet just to get onto the property la- uh, ladder mm-hmm. um so this all has a knock-on effect on you know where you can actually purchase property as well because yes. it, it puts restrictions on on that so yes yeah the, these are some just some points um we can be here all day yeah it's a topic that's very close to my heart actually mm-hmm. um 
but but yeah it's really important yeah. and I'd love to be part of the conversation on it as well yeah absolutely I know it's something that you are passionate about and I think you know if, I mean what you said in terms of you know you need to measure those gaps so that you can do something about it you cannot do something about what you don't know you don't know what your benchmark is how can you then mm-hmm. go about making changes deciding on you know how you want to increase you know and um, diversity across the board within organizations if you don't know what the actual number is um so mm-hmm. i do definitely think it needs to be mandatory just like the gender pay gap um because it has the knock-on effect if you're you know a black man or a black woman and you are impacted by you know a, kind of a pay penalty essentially um you know all of those things that you mentioned, you know, getting on the property ladder, having to work, you know, multiple jobs to be able to afford it, choice of where to live, like you mentioned. I mean, we all talk about, you know, if you're from a, a particularly, you know, a, a, an area, you know, I grew up in Hackney in East London. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, I mean, it was very, it was, it was quite diverse. But, um, you know, there are certain pockets of, of that neighbourhood whereby, you know, there'd be quite a, a high representation of, you know, of black people there. Um, and now we, we have all of these conversations about the gentrification of these areas. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. they are trendy areas for, you know, white people to move into. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and we have conversation about, you know, are they still affordable for you know, the people who, 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 were, who have been part of that community, community for, you know, a number of generations. Um, so I think it's really interesting that, that particularly that point you make about housing and where you can afford to live and so on and so forth, because I don't, I don't think I've ever thought about that. But, you know, now that you've mentioned that, it's sent me off my mind off on a, on a trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it definitely needs to be reported um and also what do you think about you know kind of personal responsibility as well because I mean I you know I don't just kind of talk about you know these gaps just to be like okay there's these gaps we're helpless there's nothing we can do about it um Mm -hmm. I do believe that you know personal financial responsibility and getting on top of what we're doing with our money you know does help somewhat to close the gaps um it doesn't shirk the responsibility for government or for businesses to be able to you know to make changes um, within organisations and with, within government um, to, to close the gaps. But at the same time, you know, do you f- also feel like, you know, taking personal responsibility for your finances is also important in terms of, you know, kind of black economics and, and, and you know, managing, you know, doing better for yourself, bettering yourself, essentially? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, the the world, the corporate world, have a responsibility but we also have a responsibility um and you know it is very important that we understand about money management and how to go about it and for many of us you know it hasn't been something that's been taught Mm. to us we we're just expected to know it and even not just for black people but for most people it's 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 a taboo topic it's something we don't talk typically talk about it money is one of my favorite topics I love talking about I can talk about it all yeah, day me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yes it's very key to to understand where where our money's going why it's going there you know a lot of especially my clients that I work with one one of the key one of my key pain points for my clients is I get paid well but I can't see my yes money. yeah and you know that that in itself, when I, 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 because I, <laughs> I, I used to be that person, so I understand exactly 
what it's like I get it Mm -hmm. and I had to take responsibility for my finances so I've been through the journey and just by becoming an excellent money manager uh, and it's constant it's not just a a thing that you do once a month it's something that you regularly do and so it's finding that discipline not finding having the discipline to sit down book some time in your diary and make time for your finances Mm -hmm. Um, as much as I would rather be doing other things but I know that what I control will multiply you know if I stay focused on my finances money is something I want more of so I need to understand how money works (laughs) it's not just about working hard it's about working smart I love um, I love the fact that you said money is something that you want more of it's kind of like um you know talking about money and desiring more money is kind of like quite taboo so I like the fact mm-hmm. that you just said um, it's something that you want more of because I don't even think we say it enough as, as females in particular. Um, so yeah, sorry, sorry to stop you. What else yeah, are you no, going to say? Right. <laughs> and I say it unapologetically. Yeah. It's just it's like you said. It's it's something that oh, should I feel bad for saying that? Absolutely not. I'm being open. I'm being real about it. And a lot of us, that's what we want. Hence why we're doing two to three jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you want more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if you if it's money you want, you need to understand it. You need to understand how it works. You need to ensure that your relationship is pure with money, that you get on with money. Um, so many individuals I've talked to, they, they've got their relationships not great. And, and then they wonder why they're not creating as, as they would like to. So you can go really it can get really deep it's probably this is probably not the platform for it but like because uh, it depends on each individual client yeah. you know where they you know what their previous experiences were and you know what they what they heard about money these things have a knock-on effect of how we behave and how we treat money and if we just look at our circle you know it reflects how we think of, of money and how we behave with money yeah. you know I mean, it's, it sounds like you're kind of talking about like kind of money mindset and, and things like that. Um, and I think it is important to analyse, you know, your kind of mindset with money, kind of what what you've perhaps learned from, you know, your your, your peers or, you know, your, your parents mm-hmm. growing up and, and so on and so forth. Because um, there is some statistics that show that your kind of money behaviours and money habits start at age seven. Um so yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I think it, it is important to do that kind of self-analysis um, to figure out why, kind of to figure out yeah. why, um, why perhaps you're you're making the decisions that you're making around money, how you feel about money. I do think that's definitely key in order to make a change. <laughs> and again, it goes back to just knowing, just knowing what's going on with you. So knowing what's going mm-hmm. on with you, kind of, um, kind of internally, emotionally, when it comes to money, and then also just knowing your numbers as well. Um, similarly yeah. to organizations you need to know your numbers to be able to make a change and do something um, I think it definitely sits hand in hand so obviously we have had coronavirus have any of how have your how have you found your clients have been impacted by you know COVID and coronavirus have you had many clients that have been impacted at all um no okay okay that's <laughs> good no no um in fact they've actually seen it as an opportunity as a way of creating more wealth for themselves okay. so um funny enough I had one client yesterday and he was just like you know since talking to you like money's just been coming to me okay and that's just so powerful for me because a lot of times people come to me they're overwhelmed in debt and when you start analyzing and when you start 
really looking into your relationship with money, trust me, it will open certain doors that you probably never thought would, would exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm a very big believer that you can win in spite of what's going on. Okay. Um, and again, there's a lot of noise going out there and I don't mean to um, discredit what, what's actually going on yeah. because a number of families and, and, and so forth are, are being affected by it but again going back to having a solid foundation and I think even though we are in this time it, even more so that we have to become excellent money managers we have to understand where our money's going mm-hmm. and be aware of the financial decisions that we're making there's nothing wrong with liking nice things mm-hmm. absolutely not I like nice things and I desire that for myself and I have it for myself um but at the same time if I have a goal of I want to clear debt I need to ensure that my habits my current behaviors are in line are in in alignment with my goals yeah. mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so it might be for a season that actually I hold off from certain things that I would typically do and yeah I I think just having that sort of mindset um of yes we are in this situation but actually I can still win I'm going to use this time to see where all my money's been going and what changes can I make I guarantee that everyone can cancel a direct debt yeah absolutely yes or a standing order yes absolutely (laughs) yeah no in fact if you're listening feel free to send me uh, a message and let me know what what direct debit you've cancelled because we can all find it. And this is why it's so important that we review our finances on a regular basis because my needs three months ago has changed yeah. mm-hmm. now. And so I was at one point going to the gym, but now I've got a personal trainer. I don't need to go to the gym anymore. Yeah. So why would I still pay for that gym membership? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we, that's why we need to review because you may not still need that thing that you're, you're, you're paying for. Um, again, you know, with our utility bills and things like that, you know, having conversations and actually phoning up these companies and saying, look, um, yeah. my bill seems to be high. Yeah, Is there anything doesn't you can pay do? With these utility companies, <laughs> that's one thing. It, the price always just seems to go up and up and up. And even, it can just go up incrementally. So you don't even, you know, like imperceptible almost, <laughs> the level that these things <laughs> creep up by. But, you know, in five years' time, you've had the same, you know, energy supplier. You're probably paying, you know, £10 more than you were initially. Mm-hmm. You know, so a good deal is no longer a good deal. So, yeah, absolutely. And like you said, you, you can do something right now to kind of save a bit of money or to, you know, create extra income for yourself. Um, that was going to be my next question. So, you know, what money tips <laughs> would you give um, to clients, particularly, you know, as we enter lockdown 2.0, <laughs> as it's been termed, um, you know, so I guess those would be the tips. So, you know, do a direct debit, go through your, 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 your budget and just see where you can make those savings. Definitely. And also just track, I think first and foremost, it's just key that you understand where you are. Mm-hmm. Where where am I now? No judgment. Oh yeah. You've overspent, you've overspent. If you've underspent, you've, you know, you've underspent. It doesn't actually matter. Yeah. But the fact that you've actually are starting to take responsibility for it, if you haven't been taking responsibility for it, is the first step in my opinion. Yeah. Um, read books, you know, um, but, but for me, I'm all about, empowering individuals to take action because we can talk all yes. day you you know 
you can read all the books you want but if you're not moving on it it's actually pointless yeah. so um yeah I would just say just identify where you are at there are little things uh, as I mentioned before that you can do in the short term just to make uh, some savings but if one of your goal and I, at the moment I'm hot on debt <laughs> at the mm-hmm. moment it's probably my big topic debt and asking your boss for a pay rise is 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 my theme for the moment yeah. but <laughs> you know if you are in debt and uh, for example you decided to cancel a direct debit that no longer serves you that money let's say the direct debit was 30 pounds a month that money you should then put towards your mm-hmm. debt don't see it as extra income yeah. you know yeah get rid of your debt don't just settle for paying the minimum payments oh, that's a trap overpay yeah, absolutely on things, on things. <laughs> that's a trap even if you're fined overpay mm-hmm. yeah absolutely <laughs> you know get rid of it you know being in debt is not normal and society has normalized it but I, I, I I'm really key on that like you know even if you've got a student loan and I know sometimes we look we don't I mean if you're in America it's oh, it's, it's, it's an actual yeah. loan and, and so forth but for us it's you know perceived as a as a tax but for me I I'm a key um I'm, I'm a Christian and I and I believe what the Bible tells me about you know owing no man nothing mm. uh yeah <laughs> so... I mean it's interesting you mentioned student loan because I was having a conversation with someone not so long ago and they mentioned the fact that they have not paid into their pension contribution because they can see mm. that student loan repayment coming out you know they've stopped mm. so you know uh, you know so although um you know, the, the way it's, you know, taken out and the way it's paid for is completely different to in the US. It doesn't impact your credit score and so on and so forth. It, you know, that mm-hmm. visual of seeing that student loan repayment for £200, you know, of your payslip, for example, does have an impact. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. though we, it, it may not seem as um, severe as, you know, perhaps if we were talking about student loan in the US, that it does have an impact it may be have an influence on the decisions that people are making um so it's important to to recognize that and actually talk about that because you know for a lot of people you know you see a student loan coming out then it's like an additional you know you know 200 pounds for pensions Mm -hmm. they're making decisions Mm -hmm. based on what they can see you know take home pay basically um so yeah Yeah. i'm glad that you've mentioned that um because mm, it, it is quite interesting mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um no definitely and just just to to say on that you know I would uh, it depends how you're looking you know short term or long term and I I would say that everyone should be contributing something to their pension mm-hmm. even if it's just the bare yeah. minimum um, definitely I'd agree I'd agree because um there's lots <laughs> of um information out there about the kind of like pensions wealth and particularly as it pertains to you know and kind of ethnic, different ethnic minorities and, and so on and so forth so I think it does have a, it all does have a kind of a, a long-term impact um you know state pension we don't know what the state pension a lot of us you know listening now we're you know millennials or generation z or x can't remember what, what the correct terminology is um you know mm-hmm. in, we don't know what the state pension is going to look like in you know 30 40 50 years time so mm-hmm. to say that we're just mm-hmm. going to you know rely on it and not contribute to our own pensions I'd say that's very unwise mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely we need to be thinking about short term <laughs> as well as long-term savings definitely 
Um, just to wrap up then, because um, next week, November the 9th to the mm-hmm. 13th, is uh, it's the Money and Pension Services Talk Money Week. And um, my yeah. ethos for Black Girl Finance is to get everyone talking about money. Um, and I know you yeah. mentioned earlier that you love to talk about money. You could talk about it <laughs> all day. Why, would you, why do you think it's so important to talk about money? Just, you know, have conversations about money that might not necessarily be easy. Um, and can you give anyone mm-hmm. any tips on, on doing it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say find, find someone who is non-judgmental yes. um, because it's such a, you know, I, I absolutely feel like a celebrity. I say this all the time <laughs> like, because people... Um, talk to me about their finances family members individuals I don't know and there is this do you know what it was just really nice to talk to someone I've never spoke people don't speak about it so it's actually even that is a breakthrough of just speaking to someone absolutely (laughs) about your money Uh, someone who's independent who's just who can keep it real with you um, as well? Because sometimes, I mean, my clients vary, you know, sometimes I, I see it in the difference, even with my male clients and, and my female clients, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, individuals, you know, like that calm and okay, you know, uh, but some of them is like, listen, just give it to me straight, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I would just say, um, don't, don't be ashamed of, you know, your, your, or, yeah, don't be ashamed, don't be afraid. It's okay. Yeah. Like it's okay. But I think it's so good and so important that you you know where you yeah. are and that you speak about it because you could actually help someone else. And and not it doesn't even have to be a negative thing. It could be that you made a, a financial decision, you got into you opened up an account or a savings account or you did this. And all that information is just really positive to share. Yeah. Like there's so much no- information about money my clients send me things about what's going Mm -hmm. on um some of my pairs send me stuff about what's going on so we we all need to talk about it it's not just oh you know go to a specialist about it it's it's constant and you know especially in families get your children talking about money tell them about money um so that when it comes to you know when they're out in the big world they it's not just oh here you go get Um, on with it (laughs) you'll figure it out yeah absolutely (laughs) one of the things that um I find with my clients is just the lack of kind of strategy so just a lack of you know Mm -hmm. a strategy to be able to to save you know you get told save save I was told you know save save for a rainy day but I'm like I don't Mm -hmm. know what a rainy day is how much should I be saving Mm -hmm. you know and, and you know I guess there's this perception that we already know that the information is just so out there already and that we've absorbed it and Mm -hmm. we just know, but we don't, you know, sometimes we just don't, Mm -hmm. um, you know, budgeting, paying off, paying off debts and strategies for doing that. You mentioned about paying more than the minimum payment. That's an actual debt repayment strategy. You know, if you're just paying Mm -hmm. the minimum payment, you'll be paying that debt off for ages, (laughs) forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, you know, just speaking to clients, just, you know, advising them to just do that. Um, it's very, very powerful. Um, it, it allows you to take back control of, of, of money, of your finances. And it gets rid of the stress and anxiety. I think it's important mm. to talk about money. Also, yourself talk about money as well. Sometimes, you know, um, you're afraid to talk to someone because you're already kind of judging your own self about money. Whereas if you speak to yes. somebody, you know, such as myself or Renish, you know, there's no judgment, you know, we're not here to kind of judge and be like, oh, you know, what have you done? It's not about that at all. It's about giving you back that power, that empowerment. So you mm-hmm. feel better about, 
you know what you're doing with mm. money I think that's super super important mm. but yes yeah, spot on you know um it really anxiety stress overwhelmment overwhelmness um and just also being supported mm-hmm. yeah feeling supported in your finances you know given the tools um that that's key yeah. so yeah I, I just encourage it um and you know as Selena said if you want to have a chat you know feel free to reach out to either of us uh because it honestly um in, in my opinion it is one of the first steps to financial freedom mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on that note if people want to reach out to you what are your kind of handles what's your kind of Instagram handle if you're on LinkedIn or Facebook or yeah. Twitter or TikTok <laughs> not on tiktok <laughs> at the moment <laughs> but um yeah no so you can um you can send me an email um so um you can you can reach myself or my team at hello at moneyheave.com i'm on instagram money uh so you could so on instagram sorry it's moneyheave or um you can follow me personally which is ranish so um, i <laughs> i'm on linkedin as well so yeah no problem get in contact brilliant thank you for sharing what i will do is i will link all of ranish's contact information in the show notes of the episode and also once this episode goes live i will you know add her handles to everything all the promotion so you can follow her and book yourself in do you how does it work if someone wanted to speak to you would they have a kind of free session with you or how does it all work yeah so if someone wanted to have a chat we'll just have a a 15 minute catch up just to understand you know where you're at what your goals are and what what is it you believe you need um in terms of support and then sometimes it's a case of me just actually telling my clients you know this is what you can do or sometimes it's oh actually I just want a bit more support so uh very much open so feel free to like send me a message and we can just have a conversation and take it from there brilliant okay well thank you so much Ranish I think our conversation has been really interesting um your contribution is amazing your ambition is inspiring as well (laughs) um so yeah I really appreciate you coming on today's show no worries Selena <laughs> thank you so much for having me and I am a big fan um and yeah just just keep going and keep doing what you're doing and sharing uh the knowledge I'm excited for your book oh, thank you <laughs> as well so yeah thank you as well. brilliant thank you So there you have it guys i hope you've enjoyed this episode of black girl finance podcast with ranish she is a boss when it comes to talking about money she is unapologetic about it so i hope you do check her out and you know book yourself an appointment with her you know follow up she's one to watch and keep track of and follow also you're going to be listening to this episode during talk money week talk money week is a yearly event and it's uh, set up by the money and pension service and it's to get everyone talking about money having uncomfortable conversations about money or maybe comfortable conversations about money depending on how you feel about talking about money so do check out all of the organizations that are participating and joining in with this um, week of you know events a lot of organizations are encouraging you to get in contact speak about anything that's going on with regards to money we will also be having an extra podcast episode with a guest Monica Kerr from 
the Money and Pension Service. She's going to be talking to us on Friday. So make sure you check out that special podcast episode. It's going to be available around midday. So make sure you check it out as well. But have loads of conversations about money this week, guys, in honour of Talk Money Week. And I will speak to you on Friday. Take care. Bye.